This episode is brought to you by questionable gamification of terrible historical practices. Experience all the fun of nationalism with none of the consequences. Also colonialism. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Last King podcast. God damn, we're going to do this. Yes. <laughs> it is me. It's my time to shine. It is I, Eccentric Tom, Lord of the Empire of the Sun, Sword of Sun. Wait, Empire Bring of the Sun. Lights. That makes you Japanese, sir. No. Nope. That makes you a shitty band too. Uh, yeah. Empire of the Sun is a band. Apparently. Apparently. Anyway, <laughs> back on track, back on track. This is my boat, damn it. It is me, Eccentric Tom, and I'm joined by my two Great we? advisors. Oh god. <laughs> Chancellor Shafiq, which actually works. Yeah. Right. And Jester Toffee. Hey, it's Mr. Toffee to you, sir. Oh, you I remember that I, mean, I call you whatever I please. <laughs> so this is a, a revolution pitch. So <laughs> this is an extra special episode where we let Tom kind of control, take over. I don't know. We, he's in charge. He's hosting this very he's special. He's holding ep- the mic hostage. I'm yeah. holding everything hostage. I have the conch. I have the scepter. I have your loved ones down in the basement. Everything, because it's my time to shine. And we're gonna talk about a game studio very, very close to my heart. His heart. My heart. Two K games. No. Paradox Interactive. Oh, is that the one with Peter Mall and you? Ooh, <laughs> ooh. That's the one of the lions beating up each other and right? get slapped. Uh. <laughs> What's the name of the other guy? Lord in- English, Lord British. Lord English. It's one from Will Wright. Lord English, yeah. Uh, the Lord guy, British. Lord, Lord British. British. Yeah, not that one. They are a game studio based in Sweden, and they're famous for quite a few titles now. Most prominently, the Europa Universalis series. Otherwise known as the nerdiest shit you will find on the internet. They, they, wait, they also did that other game, uh, Stellaris. 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 Yeah. Yes. Stellaris is something right. very different. Okay. <laughs> That's a medical procedure, sir. Okay, oh. yeah. So, yeah, they've made Stellaris. That was a recent thing. I'll be talking about that later. Mm-hmm. But they also did the best family simulator out there, Crusader Kings 2. <laughs> <laughs> also... The ultimate dad game, Heart of Iron, where you control a major power in World War II, and a few other things, but that's not really very important. So, I'm going to talk about them because I love these games. Yes, you've told us many occasions. And offline not, and offline. But I'm not quite well. sure you appreciate how much I love these games. I love them like an abusive spouse. <laughs> they abusive are spouse. So yeah. who, do, who, who, who kicks whose ass? Oh, know? they kick my ass. Oh, really? Let me put this straight. This is not a newcomer friendly series of games at all. Mm-hmm. I have clocked in 1500 hours since in over three or four titles. Just that one game, Universal. Just three or four. Just three games, 1500 hours. The biggest one is European Universalis. That's 1000 hours of my life I've dedicated to this game. And you'll never get back, sir. I'll never get back and I don't Think care. of all the things you could have achieved in that time. You could have learned to play piano. You could have been like, you know, figured Playing out... Playing the Olympics, I guess. But I achieved so many things. I created the German Reich. <laughs> I, I kicked out the white man from South America as the Incan Empire. Last King Podcast where we, we were allowed to say things like wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. Couldn't you do that sort of in Civilization Six? Oh, yes. I'm glad you asked because Civilization, it's... a Okay, series. I mean, it's fighting words, man. Fighting words. It's so it's babies first, universalized. It's babies first, universalized because. I think I, we just lost a lot of subscribers. I do, I do appreciate the civilization series, but it's very different because it's you know dawn of time kind of forex. You know, start off with one city and you start building more. That's not what these games are. It's pretty much a simulation of three history, apart from Stellaris, because that's you know very much. A traditional forex game set in space. So, the example of EU4, for example, you control pretty much any country, well, exactly any country that existed in 1444 mm-hmm. up until 1821. And your goal is to survive. And for some, it's easy. If, for example, you were the Ottomans at this period of time, it's very easy because you are the most overpowered piece of shit bullshit <laughs> entity in the game. Whereas, if you are, for example, Manipur, which is a tiny little state somewhere in India, which has the wrong religion, no army, no friends. You often get ruffle stomped within the first year of existence. 
or if you're the last remnants of the Roman Empire. I am so fucking nerdy. I need to bring this back. So, so this game is basically a strategy game where you relive history as the best in the best to the best of abilities. Absolutely, and oh, you get to rewrite history apparently. Oh, absolutely. Like how how crazy can you go with the rewriting? Super crazy. The bit where I went off the rails at the beginning. That's referencing to a very particular uh, family of nobles which ruled Afghanistan which created their own religion where they worship the sun mm-hmm. and there's an achievement where you become an empire under them and it's ah. difficult because at the time you exist you're right next to the Islamic Caliphate in all of its glory in the first hundred years after Muhammad where it's like you have an army of 20,000 crazy powerful people and you are someone in the in the mountains good luck <laughs> and I did it damn it I killed them but yeah that's the appeal of Paradox. It's, especially if you're a lover of history, it's one way you can go back and it's a way of learning about these parts of history which you'll never learn in history books because they're very minute, they're not particularly important, they don't buy into a national narrative so you don't learn it in school and you can just either relive if you're not very good mm-hmm. or change the history books. Like You don't like the fact that uh, the West completely fucked over the rest of the world and made it its little bitch. You can be something else. If you want the Native Americans to actually reclaim North America, you can absolutely do that. It's (laughs) very difficult, but you can absolutely do that. So basically, this game is white man the game. (laughs) European analysis versus white man the game too, right? Because Mm, you can get that different... Yeah. I'm mainly talking about European Universalis. There are three main games which I play. There are others, but the three that I play the most... Excuse me. You have Crusader Kings 2, which is... uh, Five dollars on Steam, apparently. Yeah, well, five dollars for a base game, and then another hundred for the stuff which makes. It which good. is something I want to bring up, like uh, uh, maybe much later. Much, much later. later. Much later. I'm actually curious about how this, you know, yeah, the so series goes. That game, you control one dynasty, and it can be any dynasty. You can create your own if you want, but you don't get achievements if you do that because you can create an overpowered character and that kind of. And if there's anything this game deserves, it's also achievements. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Some of the best achievements, but I'll get to that. So you control one dynasty, and you can either be an independent ruler of a country, or you can be underneath someone when you're a vassal. And the goal is not to win, because there's no winning scenario unless you conquer the map, and that's very difficult. It's mainly to just make sure you survive till the very end of the game. You make sure that you have sons or daughters, but mainly sons, to live through, to carry on your name, to make sure that you go from strength to strength, so that you have a history book where you are famous and that's you create some kind of national so this is literally a game of generations where you have to not only outlive your own lifespan but also those of yeah because you the longest character i had lived for 80 years and real time time. (laughs) and because it's um you're playing you know there's no turns it's you know continuous so it's forever how long you what kind of game speed you're playing so at. it's a strategy game that also i mean as you're making these decisions all that you can actually the time time actually just moves on forward right yeah you can pause if you need to you know get the lay of the land and kind of take time to think about it when you're actually fighting battles ah okay okay okay. but it's not you know you do this okay end your turn and you see what the AI does no it's all concurrent so it's like Baldur's Gate style like you want to pause the real map and thing then you just go on from there yeah absolutely and you do have to do that especially if you suddenly get a surprise declaration of war it's like oh I have tw- a 20,000 men army waiting on your border what are you gonna do uh, 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 wait 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 <laughs> let me just and sort this thing out yeah but then you can magically call up uh, mercenaries from nowhere. It's like, <laughs> surprise, I have 5,000 people. How? I don't know. I threw money at something and they appeared. Which isn't that realistic. But, you know, game mechanics, historical accuracy, you need to have a give and take. No, but that kind of detracts from the challenge, doesn't it? If you're able to just buy your way out of situations. It's very expensive. It's really hard to get money, right, in this game, I'm guessing? Mm, no, I mean, I mean you, like, you start earning money. It's not like you have to... Well, you do build certain buildings which do help you make money but you generate money generally because you are still you know a functioning body where you have people making money you're collecting tax you are always going to be making money it's how you spend that money but and similar to an rts where there is resource gathering and resource development not really okay uh, here you, we go you kind of have that in european Universalis where you have trade goods all right so you make more money if you control certain trade certain goods so for example if you have a lot of grain you don't make a lot of money. Everyone has grain. Same with fish. Everyone's got fish. 
But if you control spice, you have to fish in these games. No, 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 no. It's just you have a province and it says we make fish. You don't see people fishing. It just says you have fish here. There's fish in your empire. Don't worry oh, about it. Okay. There is fish. But the where the real money lies, and that's where you need to go out and conquer and explore. It's when you find coffee, sugar, spice. Ah, the rare stuff that you can trade with other countries. Yeah, which is why you want to go east because that's where they have all the silk and all the spice and all the chinaware. Or you go to Hawaii for breadfruit. <laughs> They don't have breadfruit in this game, unfortunately. What? So there's a lot of references to the Silk Road thing in UE, is it? Or is that a different era? No. Well, it's existed for time immemorial, but you have that in Crusader Kings as well, okay, where you okay. have trade routes, and then you can build trade posts on that trade route, and then you can build up, and that's extra money. But if there's war uh, upstream, then it's blocking your trade route, so you stop making money. So the idea is that you try to control as much of it as possible, because then you make more money. But you also can't have too many trade posts together because then, you know, that's halting the flow. So you need to destroy other people's trade depots. Ah, so okay, you now you've gotten my attention. How do we destroy other people's trade, sir? Uh, you conquer them and you raise their land. So we wage war. You wage war. Tell just me like, about just this like, war. Just like in Civ 6 as well too, right? Yeah, and it's very different between these two games. In uh, Crusader Kings, you need to have what's called a Cassus Belly to uh, declare war. So, if for example you are a Catholic ruler, mm -hmm. you can't just say, I don't like you, I'm gonna kill you. Uh -huh. You need to say, I have a claim to your land. Which you can do, but so you need to send a character to create a claim. According to the rules of Cathol or. Well, it's just like, <laughs> it's just basically, role playing wise, they go over to that country, they try and find some documents, they scratch something here, they write something there. I have a claim. Where the fuck did that paper come from? Doesn't matter, I have a claim, I have a claim, <laughs> give me land. Oh, like the middle scene from Braveheart, sir. Kinda. Okay, yeah. there you go. Or, or. Um, another way you do it is if you marry into claims. So, say you are the King of France. Italy look, looks nice. It's a lot of land, there are a lot of people there, there's a lot of trade going on. You want that land. You can't just say, I want it now. You could send your Chancellor and slowly say, I have claims to this county and this county and that duchy and this county and this county. Or you can find a princess marry her, kill off all her brothers and her father, and suddenly she's queen of Italy. That means your son is king of France and Italy. When you pass away, you unify the crowns and you have huge big fucking land. I like where this is going actually. Yeah. Instead of like just using brute force, this is the way that... And this is where speaking. you learn to hate your siblings. Because say you are a wise king and you, you groom this one heir to control your throne. But he has like five or six brothers. They have equal claim to this throne. And they can cause issues, because someone might say, I don't like you, I prefer this guy. So you have to go around killing all your siblings. <laughs> Holy crap. Or an easy one to do is you, if you feel like being a bastard, you just imprison all the sons you don't like and make sure they die. And then the one that you do one does rule. There is a lot of steps to jump and climb and scamper through just to get to your overall goal, sir. But I oh, think yeah. this is how this history is was. such a meandering right. game. Exactly. <laughs> this is, that's how it was in history. It wasn't... You're yeah. right when it says this is nerdy. Right? This is a nerdy ass thing. And that's why I like it. It's because it's not like, you know, you appear and they say, this is your objective list. You have to control this by this. It's sort of like, for example, the Total War series. Where you have short campaign victory, long campaign victory, control these things, defeat this faction, that faction. It's just like, okay, you have 600 years, don't die. Bye bye. <laughs> so this feels like, it feels like a puzzle game in a sense too. Like, how do I actually conquer this in the most efficient way possible? Kinda. And the beauty is that it is very different between these two titles. Because with Crusader Kings, it's definitely a personal journey. You are one person trying to amass as much personal power as possible. So it's a little bit more linear compared to the rest, or...? Not linear, it's just different. Because mm. in European Universalis, you're not a person, you are the amorphous concept of the state. Mm. Okay, you're a nation of people, literally. You are a nation of... Yeah, even though nationalism as an idea doesn't exist until much later. But you can pretend that you are... <laughs> this is a game where you get to unlock nationalism. <laughs> Before it even be. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. You have a period called the age of uh, yeah, nationalism. 15 minutes till you unlock democracy too. <laughs> yeah. And in EU4, you can declare war willy-nilly if you want to. Mm. But you get what's called a stability hit. Where you have a modifier called stability. Where you have more stability, you get more money. Uh, you have greater religious tolerance 
things just work better. Your the, prostitutes uh, are all employed. Exactly. Whereas <laughs> negative stability, you know, uh, things are a bit weaker, your thrones are being questioned, which is not the same as legitimacy, which is another mechanic if you're a monarch. Okay. Jesus, all these words. Uh, yeah. how, is, how is this a game? Did <laughs> I mention learning curve? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, speaking of which, yeah, this game with all these things you're throwing at, there should be an almanac or like a lexicon that sort of teaches. I mean, in I'm game, pretty right? sure there's like a hundred. Uh, there's a wiki, thank you. There's yes. a wiki. This game doesn't need a manual, it has a fucking wiki, sir. <laughs> oh, God. It's I mean, amazing. There are games which have learning curves. This has a learning wall. <laughs> this is where. If you go in completely blank, and by the way, I have to mention, the tutorials suck dick. Oh, okay, there tutorials. you go. They're not good. They're just walls of text. That's, that's, that's one thing that Paradox don't do well. Well, that's... Sucking dick is the oldest profession in the world, sir. <laughs> exactly. So it makes sense for that to be part of a game series so this immense. The way you learn it is by watching YouTube videos. Because of course, in this day and age, that's in this how day you and age, Oh thing. god. No, I'm okay. okay. Can you imagine this? I mean, because I believe Paradox has been around pretty long. Like, imagine the older games, you know, out. Yeah. How, back then, there was no such thing as YouTube. Yeah. Like, makes you wonder how everyone, people actually play this game with super patience and I stuff. wonder as I well. would say with super Asperger's and autism. Okay, <laughs> this is something for guys on the spectrum, to which I'm slowly being, like, you know, revealed to, like, oh, I think this Tom guy might <laughs> might be a bit too much to handle apparently. So this is what he's been hiding from us all this while. <laughs> this, this is, is the, the dark ugly side of me. Oh god. No, not dark ugly side. You know what? This is the last time I allow a foreign talent to take over <laughs> my podcast. Yeah, I think we got he's got like eight hours worth of airtime. Right? All this white Yeah, apparently, yeah. We, we, all he's this in, white nonsense he, going He's on entitled podcast. to at least eight hours or so, you but know, his opinion. Yeah, but in all seriousness, this is a very very deep series but of course maybe you can tell us like how did the love start how did yeah the, how, how did, did the love start how did somebody like you get this nerdy <laughs> well i've always been this nerdy there you go um i think what really drew me to this game series well both crusader kings and europe universalis is that i've always been a big history lover okay that's always been the first topic i remember in school which i always want to attend i always wanted to pay attention learn i just loved learning that kind of thing okay and you know there were certain games which i did play but didn't quite scratch that itch because they weren't quite perfect so for example the total war series i mean yeah kind of but it's still very much a kind of objective based term based kind of thing where you know you know what you need to do to get things done like an actual game it's an actual (laughs) game but it does feel rude when compared to something as intricate as a paradox game absolutely this is this is the kind of game where it's not for the faint of heart it's definitely a thing where you need to go in you need to do your research you have to watch people play you have to talk to people to play it and then you need to try it out thankfully paradox is one of the last game studios which do actual demos mm, so I agree. In Europe, you know, Salas, you can get a demo where you can play the first 50 years completely free. But like, that's good. That's good because this is something that's really important, and especially as something as complex as this, because you still need to actually draw your audience. If you want, then you have this free demo and be like, is this for me or not? In the first sense, so having a free demo always good, especially in this day and age where people are charging money for. Uh, but so, I also yeah. like want to kind of like you know point this out because like you mentioned that we're gonna draw an audience. This game is deliberately, you know, and unapologetically very niche. It's obtuse as shit. That is something I will not disagree with. I would say that this is like the David Cronenberg of like video games where like, you know, if you don't get it, it's just not for you, dude. Yeah, and I would agree. I think it's more like a Terrence... Okay, sorry, Terrence Malick kind of thing, isn't it? Well, but Terrence Malick only releases a movie every five years. This has how many fucking expansions again? I need to drop a pretty penny just to really enjoy this game, apparently. Would you like to know how much money I've spent on DLC and cosmetic packs? Why tell us? Tell tell your wife too, sir. (laughs) I'm sure she'll like to hear this. In three games, uh, with about 30 official expansion packs, plus 20 minor ones, plus all the sprites, you have to do this in pound sterling, sir. Uh, pound <laughs> sterling, three hundred pounds. Oh damn! Three hundred pounds over four lot. years on three games plus on expansions games, plus expansion packs. It's not mobile game price, but that's still quite a lot. Oh, it's a lot. I Think mean, of all the other games you could have bought. <laughs> no, no, don't judge. Don't, don't, don't judge, man. Don't nah, judge. I'm here to judge. <laughs> he is here to judge, but it doesn't matter because. 
Fuck it, I conquered the known world as the Ottomans. I don't need his opinion. <laughs> I think, but that's the thing I, I really want to kind of bring out, right? Because the thing is, you kind of dispense a very general uh, sense of self-satisfaction with these games. And mm-hmm. I totally understand and appreciate that. Like, I've been harping on Ninja Gaiden and like all sorts of like get good games too. <laughs> Quake 2. Quake 2. Quake 3, no. Fuck Quake 3, Quake 2. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, come on. Quake 2. Quake, live, Quake 2 is a man's game, okay? Order in the courts. Well, anyway. Go on, go on, go on. So, white boy, uh, like, <laughs> for this game, you know, like, um, oh man, not only is the barrier of entry, I would not say that it, it's something that looks challenging or it's something that looks you know, impenetrable, but at the same time, when you mentioned that you needed to have a little bit of an inkling towards, like, history and, like, looking back to the past and, like, you know, just being a fan of things that you know, happened to this world of ours, you know, yeah. in days gone by. Like, that was your pretty much catalyst into to jumping into the series. Now, I didn't give a fuck about history when <laughs> I was in school. Oh, you're one of those, is it? I'm, a, I'm more of a geography guy, you know. No, no, no. Well, you still like this. It's not nah, like geography. Well, I was in the arts. I did arts history and I hated that too. Okay. But anything. But, okay, like, the thing is, right, okay, now, besides all of that, right, okay, the problem with games like this for me, okay, and I'm just speaking from my own general point of view, right, when I look at it, it's like, oh my god, this is like spreadsheet, the video game, and I already do that in, like, my actual working life. Now, can I avoid this, please? Like, I am... At least you're not as nerdy as those guys who play Eve online. Yeah. No, no. Eve is next level. Now that, that they're, they're, they're actually making money. That's literally spreadsheet. That's literally making money. That's, that's, making money that's not a speak. game. That's a job. <laughs> exactly. That's an know? actual job. Yeah. And but I do feel that it's more choose your choose your answers wisely rather than a spreadsheet. Choose kind. your own history, right? Yeah, choose, your own <laughs> history. choose your own history. <laughs> it's like a really elaborate. Giant ass Bible version of Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, it's great, especially the parts where you come across a chapter which says, Oh, uh, it's this period of time, so this is kind of when this happens. So, fuck you, you have an event which fucks you over. Yeah. Mm. The first one is in EU4, you have the Reformation, where everything's, oh, la di da, everyone's Catholic, humdrum, I'm, I'm a good friend this person. Suddenly, I'm Protestant. What? <laughs> Why am I Protestant? Because Martin because Luther knocked on the door. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, he can knock on the door anywhere in Europe. Because in history, he did it somewhere in Germany. Yes, so this I had a game where he was in the fucking Shetlands. <laughs> knocked, on the door, knocked on the door and said, Hello, <laughs> it's Martin Luther. Said, I can't stand the Pope anymore. You sound like Moss from Mighty Crown. Hello, this is Martin Luther. I'm here to protest. <laughs> And also later on in the game where some people are like, Oh, we want to have freedom. It's like, why the fuck do you want freedom now? <laughs> you had 300 years where everything was hunky-fucking-dory. Now you want freedom? Fuck you! Timing, uh, timing. Exactly, it's timing. And this is all just happening within the Europa Universalis game? Yeah. Oh! Part 4? There's been 4 of these? There's been 4 of these. <laughs> but that's not as bad as in Crusader Kings 2. Because... Mm-hmm. Are you at all familiar with world history? No! We play video games! Just a little bit, just a little bit. Are you familiar with the term, the Black Death? Yes, yes, the, Is that course. the plague when it... The like, plague that killed off a third of Europe? Because yeah, yeah. of rats, apparently. Yeah, that happens in this game. Wow. Crusader Kings, right? You can play as the Black Death? No, it just happens to you. You suddenly get a pop-up saying, Black Death. And you better hope you've been building hospitals, because otherwise... You're fucked. Oh yeah, your armies will disappear, your... You know, because you have how um, there's you don't have standing armies. You raise armies when you need them. So normally you have a pool of if you're doing well, you have about maybe 10, 15k. Once a black death hits, you're lucky if you have three or four. So this is and giving all of your family dies off just from black death. I have remnants of SimCity when like Godzilla randomly appears. Yeah. And so it's uh, literally like oh, that. And then yeah. if you had the Super Nintendo one, you had Bowser coming in. That was kind of fun. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kind of. These random events we go. Haha, fuck you. It's time for you. So, so it's basically. Just like real life, shit's random, deal with it. Oh yeah. Or I kinda like that to be honest. I respect you know what, that yeah. especially for totally, yeah. versions a lot. Oh yeah, there's nothing quite like I just talked about Black Death or another one is where you say la 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 Mongols are here. Oh <laughs> shit. Yes, yes, <laughs> because it's a like you know, I'm the most powerful king in Europe, I have thirty thousand men. Fun. I have two hundred thousand horse archers. Deal with it, bitch. <laughs> but okay. Oh, and I hope you're prepared, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh, and suddenly, oh, you're being invaded by the Islamic Caliphate. There's a hundred thousand who, where did they come from? I don't know. They're here. Deal with it. From the Caliph, apparently. Yeah. The Caliph has just been popping out all the spawn like, I don't know, fucking the Queen Anne or something. Mm, nice, nice. I'm actually more interested in this yeah. more if I can, you know, 
I'm probably gonna have to do a lot more research in this. It took it me 50 cool. hours of playing before I understood what was going on in either of these two games. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, 50 hours. That, that's 50 hours. That's for a me, Persona like, game. Yeah, that's half of a Persona game. That's 50 way. hours you don't get back, sir. Really? However, <laughs> if history is not your tea, there's a third game that I've been playing okay. from Paradox Ooh, called Stellaris. All right. Mm. So this is nerdiness in space. It's nerdiness in space, but I think it's all something that you might have a, some kind of affinity with because you start out with your own system mm -hmm. you have a mining ship you have an exploration ship and you have a small fleet and you're meant to expand you know colonize new worlds uh develop technology fight form federation dude you just struck a chord with me because the thing is i'm a huge star trek fan tell me more this you sounds, can this form, sounds like masters form, of orion plus plus it's better than the new masters of orion game ah, the okay. new one yeah star wars that, that, came that, out and everyone's much, like oh <laughs> my god this is the first time you made this game and you're amazing and then oh remember masters of orion here here get that out of my sights <laughs> well careful there you know so I'm, is turn based right still no or is no it still, real, still time? real time that's why it's better because it's still kind of you can actually see a thing living and breathing and then for you mass effect fans out there there you go we have Endgame crises like killer robots from beyond the black space, fallen <laughs> empires, Ooh, where nice. you're just going, oh, this is a nice big golden world. It's very pretty. Try colonize it, and suddenly this ancient evil comes up and says, "How dare you!" and <laughs> smacks you down. It sounds better and better, like better than other Mass Effect game that came out recently. Uh, <laughs> fuck Andromeda. Fuck Andromeda. Yes, I I said it. <laughs> now we're all saying it. Yep, huh? yep. Oh, but anyway, okay. go on to Stellaris. No, no. Stellaris. Yes. Wait, wait. Here's a very important question. Yeah. Can you form a Starfleet Academy and go where no man has gone before, sir? Well, you do that already because that's how you meet new races. Okay. Oh. But how large is the universe, or is it? It's beyond comprehension. Thing is, you have to generate it. It's not like the other games where you know Europe exists, the world exists. You know, you can't. So you're not confined to just. Uh, yeah. Like, With Stellaris, you have the maximum size is 400 star systems. And then you can adjust how many have habitable planets. The most I've seen is maybe 500 colonizable worlds. Hmm. But, but it can go higher, right? It can, it can go higher if you mod it, maybe. And you can have up to 24 AI playing. And um, the developer said you can play that, but we're not liable if your machine catches fire. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an actual disclaimer to have in that's, game. A, that's an actual thing they said. You could do that, but we're not responsible if something melts. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I have a rig that can handle it. I shall take upon that challenge. Well, there's an interesting thing you mentioned about mods. So this mm -hmm. game, just like Skyrim, just like Fallout, it's moddable. It's moddable. Mod-friendly? We've been talking about this long enough. I've talked about why I love it, what's so great about it. So we're going to take a very quick break. Mm -hmm. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what makes Paradox such a great development studio and why these are games that you should give some attention to. So, but before we go, thank you very much for listening to this Last Game Podcast and entertaining me and this tiny little... Uh, this the eccentric Tom episode, the special edition. The episode. <laughs> oh God. The ET so, episode, yeah. I want to hear from you fans out there. Do you play any of these games? Are you afraid of me now? <laughs> If you do, are you even more attracted to Tom? Hey, let us know, you know, because do you like history a lot more. Do you like Tom. history? Please let us know. You know, come to our SoundCloud, Last King Podcast. Co give us a comment. If you want to talk to us more directly, we have a Facebook, Last King Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Last King Podcast, or you can find us all individually. I'm Eccentric Tom. We have Mr. Toffee. Mr. Toffee. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Hellbento if El you want Bento, to. Indeed. And if you want to give us love, you know, come follow us on, on SoundCloud and on Apple iTunes. Yeah, that's changed recently. I believe it's called Apple Podcast, right? Yeah. Is it? I'm still going to just say iTunes because, you know... We're uh, all school that way, Dennis. Yeah, you know where it is. <laughs> that's, that's where we will be. On your favorite podcast, okay? And if we're not available on your favorite podcast, please tweet to us. Let us know. Direct message us. Tell us where you want us to appear. Okay, we want to be as accessible as possible. Unlike these Paradox games, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll touche, sir. Touche. Oh, God. Uh, I hate you all. We'll be right back after this.
and we're back. Anyway, we're back on to our paradox show. Like, we're still doing this? What's that wait, noise? wait, wait, what's that noise? Who let them in? The crowd? Oh, 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 this could mean one thing. It's the Last King Studio audience. It's, <laughs> a, it's a quiz show. Uh, time. Really, and guys? Host, uh, it's me, once again, the first... Quizmaster. Uh, I always do the little bestiality rules. I mean, oh god. Uh, no more fish fucking. Thank That's what we agreed on, right? Frankly, for you, there is very little bestiality in Paradox Games. Very little, but not absent, huh? Not absent. <laughs> not absent. But you have to work hard for your bestiality, damn it. So uh, that buzz okay. is very far away. That's a drop right there, you know. That should be a t shirt. Eccentric Tom. <laughs> you have to work hard for your bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we talk a bit more, well, before I start sucking the paradox dick a bit more and you guys try to rein me in. Oh no, we're not gonna rein you in. Swallow, <laughs> swallow. We're just, we're just leaving you. Swallow the all the that paradox. Get a room if you have to. Yeah. No, you have to watch this. <laughs> anyway, you know before we do, we have a very nice little quiz called "Is This Real Life?" <gasps> Is this real? Are we gonna like have a quiz about? Queen song lyrics or no? Nope. Oh, that would be awesome. But I might be asking awesome. you about queens because I have here a nice little list of particular paradox achievements. Mm. However, uh -huh. are these achievements? Or are these things which happen in real life? God damn it! Ooh, How? This, sounds, this sounds interesting. <laughs> I am gay. Maybe explain the rules first to the audience. So here are the rules. I will say something which is either the description of an achievement, or it's something which actually happened in real life, and you need to think: Is this crazy enough? to be an achievement or did this actually happen now because now they all are history buffs this is gonna be so much fun for <laughs> okay. me we just oh, admit that we don't know shit <laughs> okay so we get to pick ask a me about a. the history of nintendo please <laughs> so it's gonna be an a and b thing or what? it's just gonna be you have to say is it an achievement or is it an actual event so okay. i'm gonna take turns like the last quiz sir we'll take turns because i don't want to listen to you two trying to babble who says first so i'll Alternate between who goes first. Okay, no problem. Alright. Fair enough. So, we'll go with the very first question. Question one. To who, sir? We'll start with Mr. Toffee. Aye. Sorry. Well, but Mr. I'm Toffee. the defending hey, champion Mr. of Mr. like Mr. last king quizzes. What? That's okay. why you go last. Uh. <laughs> so, He's still a bit sore about that. Nah, I won. I, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, you won. <laughs> fuck. Anyway. Um, future episode. Uh, the first one is... One million people dying in a single conflict, as in an entire war. Over the course of when it began and when it ended, one million people died. That's an actual event. An actual event? Oh, I get the... You get to choose as well. That sounds like an actual event. That sounds like World War II shit, like the entire Russian bloc being blown to pieces. Okay, so you're both going for actual events? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, what? Oh, man. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm pretty sure a million Russians died during World War II. Or wait, maybe I guess more. There, I guess there were more. Maybe. Yeah, there were definitely more. No, this is an actual achievement from Europa Universalis IV, Ooh. where you need to have at least one million people die for conflict. There isn't enough hours in the day. Uh. And the achievement is called, We Bled For This. <laughs> oh, damn. Funny enough, it can be any uh, country, right, or any... Story. Any country, just so long as one million people die. And it could be yours or theirs. <laughs> oh, man. I see a little kind of game where I would love to see a million Chinese people die for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. You hate, you hate that yellow fever, don't you? Oh, man. He's hot like coffee. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Call back to a previous episode. Alright, alright, all right, let's go on. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so on for the second question, we'll go with Shafiq first this time round. Yes! It is, defeat a coalition of all major world powers. Is this an achievement or an actual event which happened in history? A major world coalition force? Basically, a coalition which is where various countries will say, just because I hate you, I will fight with this guy to make sure you die. This is an actual mechanic in EU4, and it also got added later into Crusader Kings. So you just told me the answer, it's an achievement. Did I? Oh, it's one of those trick questions. Tricky, right? tricky. Well, this sounds like, you know, during the Bush era when he convinced the ex... What was it? The Allies? The Allies against the Axis of Evil. Axis of Evil, which is apparently uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and System of a Down. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. Um, wait, no, they're Armenian. Wait, no, okay. Uh, God damn it! One of those. Why do I feel like I'm in school again? <laughs> yeah, I need to rule it to slap least, down yeah. across your knuckles. Oh, uh, it's fine. You won't go to sir, sir. I don't know the. Uh, okay, 
I will say it's an achievement. An achievement? Uh, yeah, topic? sure. It sounds too generic to be anything. I'm just gonna go with event because I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. Well, in that case, Mr. Toffee is correct. Hey, wait, what? Where's <laughs> oh, the ding? Oh, so, yeah, explain why, why, why Don't encourage him, studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual event which happened during the Napoleonic Wars, where France, under the great Napoleon, fought against the British, the, the Austrians, the Prussians, the Russians, and every other major power, and won. Because he was fucking incredible. <laughs> yes, he was. So yes, he was. Wait, Prussians and Russians are two different things. Yeah, yeah, they are different. Basically, huh. Prussia is the northern part of what is today Germany. Oh, and Russia is just Russia is Russia lah. Okay lah. Yes. All right. Don't you Singaporean singlishisms? Singlishisms. Singlishisms. Okay. So reminds me of an episode of Criminal Minds. We should talk about. One oh day. my Never mind. god! That is. Talk about misappropriation anyway. of Asia. Back to the third question. There so you go. Question number three. Currently, Mr. Toffee is leading, so I'll let Shafiq take the lead in this one. All right. The next one is have an inbred child. That's definitely history. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very Welsh. Oh. <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> how dare you? Actually, I'm not Welsh. I don't care. <laughs> so what you want? Isn't that how you English royals are made? <laughs> Maybe. Nothing but inbreeding. I think I'll go. <laughs> Just look at Charles, okay? Like, you know, that is definitely scraping the bottom of the gene pool right there. Mm. I okay. don't know, I mean, all these Europeans... Like, thank God for Diana to mix look, it up, you know? They look too pretty to be inbred. Even so. Diana was royalty. <gasps> no, yeah, Diana was royalty, but she was less inbred. You know? Slightly less. So I'll go for achievement. For achievement? Okay. Oh, right. me? You're both wrong. Ooh. What? We're going for that, are This we? is a twist. Ooh. It's both. <gasps> it is an actual achievement in Crusader Kings to have a child with the inbred trait, mm -hmm. which gives them minus eight to all of their stats and minus two to their health. Like how Cleopatra married her brother or something. Well, they did that all the time. <laughs> but oh. also, there are plenty of examples. Wait, then shouldn't we get like a half point for being mm -hmm. half right? Nope. Mm -hmm. Damn. Dash cunning of you. This imperialism <laughs> has to stop. <laughs> That's me. Colonialism always changing the rules. <laughs> We're not a commonwealth anymore. Uh, eh, we'll see about that. Anyway, let's move on to question number four. This has got to be the nerdiest, oh, nerdiest thing we've ever done. But this is the most fun. I'm actually learning some things. <laughs> We're a fucking podcast. We're not supposed to be educational. The more you know. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, number four. Mm. Spain. Yes. Becomes the Holy Roman Emperor. What? Spain becomes Spain is a person or a country? The country becomes a Holy Roman Emperor. Holy Roman Emperor was a term of someone who was the head of a collection of states within Central Europe, pretty much what is today Germany and Czech Republic. So, wow. Okay. Basically, you became Holy Roman Emperor by being elected by electors. Mm -hmm. Well, when I say elected, it's about seven heads of state saying, "I want him." Since mm. when did the last game podcast become the History Channel? Yeah. <laughs> history buffs, I'm coming for you. I don't know. Put that in the intermission or something. My head hurts just. So who goes first? I'll, I'll go first. You go first. Okay, uh, Spain becomes the Roman Emperor. Yeah, that, that happened in real life. Okay. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll stick to it. <laughs> okay, Mr. Toffee? I'm gonna have to be a copycat here. This happened in real life. A country became the Roman Emperor. Interesting. But not not Roman, Holy Roman. Holy Roman? Very different from Roman Empire. Oh, holy, holy, holy. Yeah, it, it was an empire which wasn't holy, Roman, or even an empire. Like Swiss cheese. Kinda. Anyway. Oh, what? Man. It's another it's trick question. <laughs> so it also ha it's, it's real. It actually happened. What? So Spain became the Holy Roman Emperor. Last King Podcast giving you all these amazing little history fact nuggets. If, if you fact nuggets. If you don't feel smarter after Ranchi. this, <laughs> we failed. Oh, yeah. So all right, all right. right now it's still one point to the toffee. toffee. I am not even like you know that upset. I'm not doing well. <laughs> hey, at least you're not winning a bestiality contest. Oh wait. Uh, well, you got the button to get that ready. I got the I got the button <laughs> okay. right here. Right. And speaking of bestiality, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go straight to that, I guess. 
Question number five. How many of these are there? Uh, this will be the last one. Unless uh, you win, and in this case, we'll have a tiebreaker. You have All a right. tiebreaker? <laughs> I have a tiebreaker. I like that. I like that. Oh, okay. Who put him in charge again? This is your fault, <laughs> Mr. Toffee. Okay, this is a great one. Have your spouse assassinated because they're more interested in playing toy with toys rather than producing an heir for the realm? No, I have friends who collect Star Wars figures that really fit this description right yeah. now. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. To the oh, point where they actually kill your siblings? Nah, but you know, like you know, on the verge of strangulation at least. Okay, uh, so you're you're telling me that there's this either This is either an achievement or, or this actually happened. Somebody killed their spouse. Yeah. And you're not stating male or female. I'm not stating male or female. So it could be a king or a queen or just some random person. Yep. In history. In history. Di- died because playing with toys because they're playing with toys instead of producing an air this is like an episode this is like that movie Spaceballs yeah <laughs> I did not see the, you know <laughs> so um, playing with toys it really happened you can't possibly do another trick question okay I'll say achievement Shafiq is correct. Oh, oh, this actually happened. This oh. was this happened in Russia. Nice. One of their sars, Peter, he loved playing with toy soldiers. Ooh. This is a dude who was 35 and married to at the time this woman called Catherine, who was this young, gorgeous, very intelligent woman who had a massive sex drive and he couldn't be the least bit interested. So she had that motherfucker strangled <laughs> and she nice. became Tsarina? Tsarina Sa- <laughs> Catherine the Great, one of the greatest Russian monarchs. Catherine, oh, Catherine the That's Great. That's Catherine the Great. Uh. Strangle her husband. Because he was he, too busy playing play with his soldiers. Mm. Wow. Truth is strange in fiction. So this guy was the, the first original man baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he died for it. Yeah. Let that be a lesson to all you Star Wars collecting elder statesmen out there. <laughs> yes, you, you might be next. You might be toys next. away or you might get strangled. Please play with a wife once in a while as yeah. well. You know, you can just and dress not with those toys. The <laughs> other ones. Why don't you just dress her up as Leia? It's the same thing apparently. <laughs> Everybody's just having okay wait. Anyway. So So unfortunately we it's have to now do a tiebreaker. Oh, there right. is a tiebreaker. Determine the winner of history. No, for some reason I'm actually invested in this now. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to win now. It's that competitive streak, you know? Yes. So the final question. Oh god. Unless you both get it right, in which case you have to keep on going. <laughs> oh, do you man. wait you wouldn't happen to have Have you, have you got so many contingency plans for this? I have two contingency plans. We're talking plans. to a guy who just talked about paradox games, of course. <laughs> okay. He's that anal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the final the question, tiebreaker. Okay. The the final thing is defeat the Ottoman Empire as Albania. Wait, that actually happened. Wait, that, that's history. Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is so tense. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna bet all the chips. Okay. Yes, it's it's a moment in history. Moment in history. I'll do both. Do both. Yes. Wait, what? It'll be... You can't do that! Is a trick question? <laughs> yep, I think it's a trick question. Alright then. I'll do both. Uh, in that case... Well, studio audience, Shafiq is the winner! What?! Uh, the streak uh, yeah. continues! <laughs> yes, I am the Grandmaster quiz guy on the Last King Podcast. And hopefully you learned a thing or two. Uh, well, you did! <laughs> I have, I'm yet to be dethroned, boys and girls. I'm amazed you actually know about that period of history. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I just love Albanian history, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, this actually happened. Albania, which is known for being small, mountainous, and a little bit shitty, managed <laughs> to not be conquered by the greatest empire at the time for about 30 years. Was it because of the defences or did just yeah, I think it's just where they were, the mountains. <laughs> kind of, but also they had one of the greatest military minds of the time. Hannibal. Skanderberg. Skanderberg. Mm. Skanderberg. Oh, okay. He was pretty much undefeatable until someone assassinated him and then they had to capitulate. Ah. Which goes to show, don't kill the generals that are winning your battles, you fucking morons. I think that has happened in history quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can bring up example after example after example. Yeah. For all, any Korean listeners, or 0.25 of you, I ever you probably have one in mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I, I think we should just leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so, Shafiq has won. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Thank you, everybody. I would like to thank uh, my lack of knowledge and my total <laughs> uninterest in history. The, it's, I'm just really good at quizzes, boys and girls, you know? So, like... Uh, 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 
Thank you, thank you. One, 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 <laughs> one guy. It's a cricket music, right? Oh, well. I don't have that one. Cricket I mean, like no, it. that's totally a studio audience right here. Oh, there you go. Not all the They left already. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye bye. Uh, please close the door on your way out. Yeah. And okay, so I don't feel bad losing because at least it knows. At least I know that. Yeah, I gotta have to look up for more extra credit episodes about history and stuff. Absolutely. Hey, they're a great resource. Yes, they are indeed. So and, I'm happy uh, that that happened. Same. And I'm um, not that happy I won either because, you know... Hey, it's better than winning <laughs> the porn star thing. Oh, uh, well, you know. Ah, okay, so... All right, I have fun making quizzes. So, so, yeah. that, yeah. so that was our very special uh, comedy segment slash quiz segment of the Last King podcast. And again, like the I Paradox episode. Yeah, there you go. I hope you guys have learned something, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if, at least we're not... If we're not funny this week, at least we're educational. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the bright side of life. Yeah, we can switch tags for Apple this time. We're trying to expand our base. We should do the remainder of the episode with our best nerd voices. Well, actually, I'm going to fucking Encyclopedia Britannica. What if you do whiskey nerd? <laughs> whiskey nerd. Okay. Worst it's a historical thing. quiz ever. <laughs> that's not a comic book nerd. That's pretty good. To wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about the people who made Crusader Kings 2 and the first Crusader Kings, European of Asalis, Stellaris, Hearts of Iron, which I've not touched because that's a bit too much for me. Wait, there's even a, a, a Paradox game. There's even too because Paradox this, for this you. This is about... Hearts of Iron, right? This is is, yeah, this is about, you know, making sure the right balance between civilian and military factories, mm-hmm. supply lines, making sure that your troops are properly equipped, that you train them properly. Which is kind of like Proto-Age of Empires in a sense, right? Oh, it's even worse. Really? Because you have to drop battle plans and you have to make fallback lines, choke points. You need All to... right, you lost me already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I thought Starcraft was bad enough. <laughs> yeah. So... Paradox Interactive, they've been around for quite a while. The first game came out in 2000. And actually, that game was based on a board game made in France by a certain gentleman called Philippe Thibault. Thibault? Thibault. Okay. Thibault. Uh, or Thibault, if you want to actually know what it's spelled like. And he helped design the first European Versailles. Oh, okay, okay. And that was super bare bones. You could play one of seven countries at first, and it was a much shorter timeline. You can only really play in Europe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the second game next year where you could play as an Asian country. Oh, okay. But only in certain scenarios, not in one big world map because, you know, it was 2001. We'd barely worked out 3D graphics that didn't look like shit at that point. <laughs> but, like, why weren't the Americas involved or...? Because, technically, at the time... It uh, was still the wild frontier, like... Well, maybe? it was it was even before colonialism, so it's oh, all yes. these nomadic tribes, which you do get in later games, mm. but... I guess at a time when you have very limited scripting language and very little programming ability, like, it's very hard to make it effective. So like, was Paradox literally like a bedroom studio with like four or five guys or was it like a team of... They maybe? were a little offshoot. Um, they were founded in 1995. The first game came out in 2000. And it took them like five years to make one. It was because <laughs> they were part of... a. Uh, it was a subsidiary of Paradox Interactive, which was kind of a gaming and film studio, which eventually mm. went defunct. Based and, in Sweden here. Yeah, based in Sweden. Stockholm, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, they were published under... I can't remember who exactly in they published those under. Days? It's, not, it's not Majesco, is it? They were no. published under Strategy First, if you know. I and might then, have heard that that company a long time ago, though. Yeah, oh, they, this is really back in the day. Yeah, I am. Really, it's very familiar to me too. Yeah, and you know they only became self-published around the time of Hearts of Iron to Revisionist Three, and that's when. Which was around which year? Two thousand five, two thousand and seven. So this is like and the golden age. Hmm. Not really. Well, for some people, the the people who've been with the series longer than I have, they say that EU Three is the golden period of when they were developing because. That's when there was still a very heavy emphasis on historical accuracy, on all the various dynamics of what it meant to be a kingdom at the time, without trying to make it a bit user-friendly. Because, seriously, EU4 is as user-friendly as they're trying to make it while keeping the complexity for the established fanbase. So you're saying that EU4 is probably the dumbed-down version of EU3? Or maybe it's more streamlined? A little bit, because in EU3 you actually create your own trade goods, which you have to try and sell, and then there's a stock market, you have to kind of, you know... It sounds more like an addition than the streamlining, to be honest. Mm, Yeah, but anyway, they've 
been around for a while and there's certain things about this studio which really attract them, attract them to me. That's really bad English, I apologize. You invented language. <laughs> Not <laughs> me personally. <laughs> that was my father. Um, Coming on here talking about nerdy games, can't even speak the kings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, no, so. no, no, no. So this was a time when you actually developed love for the company, right? Yeah, because at the tender age of what, 12, 15? Eight, 19. 19 was the first time I got into the games. So this is like probably you around middle school or? University. Oh, university. Okay, my, my, my bad. Uh, yeah. So this is like, this is the, the game that you played in college. Yeah, this was me doing this instead of writing my assignments. Oh man, paint the scene for us. So like literally, a history nerd back in university. Playing this game rather than writing about actual history. No social life <laughs> whatsoever. Somehow this game actually does history better in a sense, teaches you in a sense, right? Yes and no. I mean, obviously you can't teach actual events what happened because you could, you know, you could say, hey, well, this period, you know, Constantinople fell, whereas you can have a game say, no it didn't, it rose again like the great phoenix, but you know, you can't really write that. I would have loved for you to have... What is scenario thing? Exactly, that's what you should have done, you should have gone to your professor and said, well according to this playthrough, none of that happened. A different wall, that could be an essay. Funny enough, that was too nerdy for my professors. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I was. Uh, I'm pretty sure the tweed of their jacket just peeled off. <laughs> but another reason why I like it sounds like failing from succeeding in the sense. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. But the main reason I like Paradox, apart from the fact that you know they do the historical accuracy, is that they know how to interact with their audience because it is quite a niche game. There's far fewer barriers to entry. So, for example, if you are a fan of any EA product. Why, who are you? But if you idiots, are, I call them idiots. <laughs> yeah, but it's very difficult to directly interact with anyone who works on there. You know, you don't know the developers, you don't know the studio head. Well, you might do, but they're unreachable. You have to go through the PR team. Whereas with Paradox, it's very much a, a kind, a very <coughs> grassroots kind, very of. kind of grassroots. For example, the studio founder, Johan Anderson. It's very easy to talk to him on Twitter or on Twitch. Sometimes he plays with the. The developers, they play the game through, especially when they're making another DLC, they play through and they actually interact with people, then they ask questions and so forth. They're not so corporate, basically. Yeah, I I added him on Twitter and he responded. Oh, was, nice. Yeah, and this is me before this show as well. I was a nobody and he responded to me. And now that you're somebody. <laughs> he still might kind of respond to me. Alright. But that's the thing, there's very much a kind of, they listen to you, they say, okay, this is what we've done right now, what do you want us to change? Keep in mind that we have so many resources, that many manpower, our engine could only do so much. Because it's the engine is now 10 years old. It's kind of like original source. It's very diverse, it's very easy to mod, but there's only so much you can do with a base game. It starts to, you know, get weaker the foundations. But they do really listen, they do really talk and say, hey, yo, what do you want? Oh, you want that? Okay. So a lot of the expansions are based upon what they saw mods do and say, okay, we'll try and introduce that in our own way where it makes it a bit better. So kind of like what Valve was like back in the day. Yeah, before Valve went corporate. Mm, I mean, the, I can, that was a long time ago. I can yeah. kind of argue that they've always been corporate, but less evil about it, I guess. Yeah. yeah sorry! Yeah. <laughs> Don't say sorry. What are they going to do? <laughs> they could just remove my shit from Steam. <laughs> I did not mean to say that. You like Bayonetta? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Nier Automata, Steam. Please, Figure it out. <laughs> oh, okay, so... I like the what, what I'm hearing right now because you know it's very refreshing especially in this day and age when you can actually reach out to even the president of the company or the founder of the company. Yeah, and also there's, you can definitely tell that it's very easy to go up the ranks. There's this one Twitch YouTube player, well mainly Twitch, who started off as just a guy who played the games. Then he joined as a QA tester. He's now a game designer for one of the games. Huh. And you rose through the ranks, and you could see it develop, and you could tell because he loved the game, he knew what worked, what didn't work, he actually understood the code, the exploits, because of course they're exploits. Yeah. And he knew, okay, this is something that needs to be fixed, this is something that needs to change. It's the same with other big YouTubers who play a lot of this game. Because they spend so much time playing it, they understand the weak points, and they because they have that direct interaction with the studio head and the game designer and the various programmers, they can say, look, this shit needs fixing, mm. because this is exploitable as fuck. 
man, there was this time like back in 2014 when I was doing my startup write-up job. I got an invite to go to Stockholm, and one of the companies I got to visit was actually Paradox. Why did it take you 55 minutes to bring this up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, because I couldn't find a proper time to bring it up. And you're actually right about how chill they are in a sense, in terms of like dealing with the community. Because when I was in that office. I saw the Magicka statue right away and everything. And yeah, yeah, they're the, they're the publisher for that. Yeah, 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 it was like basically, wow, I could actually work here and, you know, just not feel very stuffy and everything. It's a very different kind of environment compared to the other studios I visited in mm. Stockholm. It was a tour thing, so it was more for work, but had to bring up about uh, equality in gaming and all that stuff. I had to write uh, an article. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's they're very progressive in a sense and everything. So I figured... Something worth bringing up because it actually pulls through what you said before just yeah. to reinforce that statement. And another aspect which is very good is that they're very mod friendly. Their engine is designed from the ground up to be very easily moddable because it's all script based. So now the EULA bullshit that it's like <laughs> no, they are good. so chill about this. For example, if we want to make a, a playthrough of and put it up on YouTube. We just go, they have one particular section, just download this uh, contract, General Bioloys, and you can start playing. Hmm. None of their music is copyright striked either. Oh, shit. The only one that is, is they do have a Sabaton um, DLC for EU4. What? The band? Sabaton? They have, they have, you can listen to Sabaton while playing a Sweden. Why didn't you tell me this? (laughs) (laughs) Now I love this company and I probably love their games. Wow, deep cuts right there. You were saving that, weren't I you? Was, I was saving that last bit of nugget. Oh god, <laughs> wait. I can listen to Sabaton and play a pair of, Okay, fine. You can listen to. You have changed my mind, sir. I am jumping to, on the bandwagon yeah, now. You can listen to Lion from the North whilst playing as the actual historical Lion from the North. Jesus! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> mind blown right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, okay. Paradox, you have made a new fan. You know what? The thing is, I was a little bit skeptical at first, but you know what? You have convinced me. Like, not only about the game and how nerdy and how challenging it is, but also, like, you know, once you mention, like, the, the beauty of a game being this niche and having, like, a company founded on such, you know, grassroots principles and, like, caring about their audience and Absolutely. also their fans mm-hmm. and just being so open and, like, I mean, especially catering to the, which is now the modern problem of like, why can't we play your games on our like YouTube channels? People usually won't answer the paradox. Yeah, they yeah. they are they're really down with it. They oh, are well. fantastic, and because modding is so damn easy, there's some crazy ass mods out there. You know, you can play as someone in A Song of Ice and Fire. Hmm. What? Interesting. Yeah, really? they've done a complete overhaul, so you can play as Daenerys. Lord Stark. <laughs> you can play as Daenerys. And they're amazing scripted events, especially once you get your dragons. Because you're going to declare war and they say, yeah, we ain't fighting dragons. You win. <laughs> and it's like, boom, you have new territory now. Spoilers for season 7 of Game of Thrones, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's coming out soon, right? Very soon. Soon, July. Yeah, but, oh, wow. I'm looking forward to doing that episode as well. Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, I'm sure you'll appreciate this, John. The weeaboo portraits that you can download for <laughs> every game. <laughs> We're talking like what? Sundaris, yep. guys with spectacles, yep. bears. You can play as spacefaring Sundaris. What? <laughs> and you can create them as adaptable, uh, fast producing but repugnant. Because of course they are. And I then you go around spreading through the universe. I already can see the Mr. Toffee army of waifu pillows <laughs> coming down the mountain. Oh, you stereotyper, you. Stereotyper? Uh, it's your character! <laughs> <laughs> I just like this stuff. I'm not into it. You just said you it. like this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but not into it. Into it. Uh, this is anyway. Not, anyway, this you, is there's also like Fallout. There's also I heard there's also like some Fallout mods as well oh, yeah. for this. You can well. play as Fallout. You can Fallout characters. You can play as the Brotherhood of Steel in EU4. What? Uh huh. <laughs> nice, nice. You can or you can play as the Tribals, but why would you want to do that? This uh, is I like there's a great cons. Good for you. They were <laughs> shitty even in New Vegas. This is turning out to be my new favorite thing all Caesar's of a sudden. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great to be Caesar's Legion. Yeah. Kaiser's Legion. You always say Kaiser for some reason. Yeah. Oh man, now you're gonna tell me if I can play as the whole cast of Rumble Roses. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a mod for that. You know what? And if not, somebody's gonna create and of it. Course, <laughs> I've also heard that you can be Lord of the Rings characters. Oh yeah, there's the a Nazgul, lot, there's, of, of course, you gotta go is, full nerd. There yeah? is Lord of the Rings conversion mod. Hmm. Nice. Absolutely. 
Mm. Uh, if there is a major nerdy title out there which has a big world between different factions, there's probably a CK2 or EU4 mod out there. Nice. But that's that's I, very big that you If I still haven't convinced you, let me give you some completely out of context things which happen. For example, I was once playing as a Jewish character. It was the middle of a plague, so I had locked myself in my castle. Yep. My son was stealing the provisions. So what do I do? I eat him. What? I ate my own son. And so that sounds very biblical, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds too true. It, it doesn't sound weird at all, actually. <laughs> or you could play another character, and you get a trait which is lunatic, which normally doesn't affect you know uh, your stats in any way. But sometimes crazy things happen. Like you suddenly think, you know, who's a really good chancellor? You know, the guy who has to improve my relationships with my vassals and and you know other people out there. My horse. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly you have a horse called Glitterhoof. <laughs> In your council. What? Glitterhoof? Glitterhoof. Glitterhoof. And if you get a seduction trait, you can seduce that horse. Oh man. Get, uh, you got the horn ready for that? This sounds so convoluted. This could be an achievement, right? I. It's not yet, but I'm hoping <laughs> this. Probably is in the future. It will be at some point. So, ladies and gents, if, you, if that's your sort of thing, you can tweet about that to Paradox. They'll listen to you and they'll probably say, we're working on it already. <laughs> right. And. I just talked about the games I play. There's still others which have been developed and have a massive cult following. Which we don't have time for, by the way. <laughs> I'll just mention very quickly, there's one called Victoria, mm -hmm. set during the height of British colonialism, where you play between 1830 and 1933. Oh, yes, the, the rock and roll era, yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Back when we went, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. When England was planting flags all over the yeah. world. Yeah. And that's all about, you know, developing factories and making sure you have the right access to raw materials. You have factory throughput, so you have to make sure that, you know, your material factory is next to your uh, produced goods factory and you have a railroad and it's connected to the world market and you have to subsidize other countries if they have loans and if they default on a debt, you can invade them and... Make sure you get what's yours. All of that just flew over my head. Oh, I, I just love seeing eccentric Tom get excited about stuff like this. <laughs> I have the biggest shit-eating grin right now. Oh, there you go. So, I think this is probably a good time to wrap up. Otherwise, I could spend the next couple of we hours... We could have wrapped out an hour yeah, we, ago. We, we, I'm we, pretty we, sure we, we have. have we could have talked about the Thomas shot, but no, that's not the focus. Everybody, everybody probably stopped listening to us right uh, before the quiz. But this has been very enlightening, Tom. Thank you very much for creating this. Yeah, Thank you I'm for letting of, me have the mic. Yeah. I'm, I'm now gonna step down and it'll probably be a while you before I'm allowed to do this it again. will be a while before we allow you to do this yeah. but hey last king fans if you made it this far and you've been enjoying this content so far i love you very much for saying this long there you go or if you're just a fan of eccentric tom going on and on and on about something that the two of us you know mr toffee and myself are kind of you know well, what? we're actually interested we're it's not on the fence anymore yeah. yeah we're definitely gonna we're put definitely like yes. dipper toe into the pool that is paradox games and yeah, you know what maybe in future we might actually do an actual playthrough since they're so you know cool about us just yeah i think that's the probably the next step we gotta play a paradox game and we're gonna have like people watching us play a paradox or game eccentric, screw up or eccentric <laughs> tom here just you know telling us what to do actually <laughs> it's great because in one of the, in eu4 you can have two people play the one country so like a co-op mode, like a co-op mode. So you know you could be like, oh, what do I do? Oh, just uh, I'll show you how to do this. I'll show you how to do that. Okay, you can click that. You can click that. Okay, so, okay, we can go on and on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let, anyway, let's wrap this up. So, last king fans, tell us what you think about this episode. It's a very special episode. Okay, pieced together by Mr. Eccentric Tom here. He put in a lot of work and effort into putting this together. Okay, we applaud you, sir. To the audience, where are you? Clap, 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 clap. They ran away. Applaud, applaud. Oh yeah, they left. I forgot. Yeah, we asked them to leave. No, but uh, anyways, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I mean, there they are. Oh, yeah, there you are. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh. Oh, they're very enthusiastic now. Yeah. There you go. Oh. I'll get out. I'll get out. Okay, oh. take a bow, Mr. Tom. There you go. There you go. Oh. So, like, last King fans, let us know what you think. Do you want to hear more episodes just like this? Or are there any other game publishers or game series that you would like us to go really in depth in? Or, you know what? If you are a Paradox fan, all five of you out there. <laughs> Fuck you, you know. Wow. <laughs> you know, six, how dare you? <laughs> All six of you, you know? No, no, it's ten. It's no, ten. no, pl please let us know. You know, write to us. You know, uh, we got our Twitters, we got our Instagrams. Go ahead and DM us, you know, at Last King Podcast. You can also find us on our Facebook. You can also find us on iTunes, maybe Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud. Or you can just find all this lovely information on our website, www.thelastking.net. Now, Mr. Tom, 
I am handing back the conch to you. Maybe you can sign us off in a very special paradox way. I shall. Rule Britannia. We should have some cannon sounds inserted right now. Boom. I'll just play the 1812 overture. Anyway. Oh, yes, yes. Like this that. has been Eccentric Tom. This is Mr. Toffee. And this is Chancellor Shafiq, uh, still the quiz master, signing off. Signing off.